What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today is a special podcast. I wanted to speak with the founders of firefightersforfreedom.org. It's firefightersforfreedom.org. Uh, go to the website and check it out. Uh, the guys I'm speaking with today are Matt Lee, Mark Zizi, and Mark Samama. And they're here to just give us basically an idea of what firefightersforfreedom.org is all about. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on and, you know, giving your time. I know everybody's busy, but this is some important stuff we want to discuss today. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jeff, for having us. Um, it's important to, uh, to get the word out um, why we started FRF, um, why it's important, uh, and really um, why we're trying to expand and um, share this information with other departments throughout the country. So it's, it's vital that we, um, that we unite, that we share this information and we, and we really work together as a, as an organization, as a, as a group. Yeah. So, and do, uh, do you want to tell us about how fi firefighters for freedom got started? Sure. Yeah. So in the beginning, uh, our mandate came down for the vaccine, uh, in August and um, we ended up going to our union board meeting and we ended up talking to um, the board members, asking a bunch of questions and our questions weren't getting answered. They were getting pushed off, you know, to the side. Um, long story short, we didn't feel comfortable after that meeting and we realized that we needed to do something. So we organized, we have 11 members, um, 11 board members who started Firefighters for Freedom and um, with that, we wanted to let other people know in our, in our department that they're not alone. We wanted to make sure that they had a voice, um, that if you did not want to get forced to take an experimental vaccine or a shot, um, we're here and we're going to fight for you. And we're going to, you know, we're going to unite together. Um, so with that being said, I'll hand it over to Mark Samama. He's really good at um, explaining how Firefighters for Freedom um, kind of started a little bit more, but also to that point of, uh, of why it's so important and, and uh, how we feel about Firefighters for Freedom. So, uh, Samama, if you want to take over, buddy, and do your spiel, that'd be great. All right. Hey, well, thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. And uh, let me just say, I'm Mark Samama, and <clears throat> with Firefighters for Freedom, I'm started out involved with the uh the steward program so we got stewards and that's how we would re relay information throughout the department with our stewards then then it morphed into <coughs> well i also was a union liaison with our union and then it morphed into uh chapters so i work with the chapters also and that's why we're here but um i kind of where this really uh hits me home is how we how we can grow we need to be influential with our unions. That's really big with the IFF, our state, our state unions, and our locals. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Is uh, I'm a 27-year tailboard fireman. I've been with the LAFD for 22 years. I'm a dues-paying union member. I'm not anti-union. We are not union busters. We are a stakeholders group, and I'll go into more of that later. What that means. But uh, I'm a dues-paying union member, 27 years with IFF, and 22 years with uh, Local 112. I was the vice president of a union at my old fire department in Douglas, Arizona. <clears throat> uh, 
And that was local 2128. Um, I've been a station steward with uh, local 112, LA City local 112 um, for approximately 22 years. I've also, I'm a peer support member and I work with the EAP, employee, uh, the Employee Assistance Program. I help people with substance abuse issues. Um, and like I said from the beginning, we're not union busters. We want our unions to work for us and we want our, we want to be part of the union. Um, FRF started, like Matt said, August 18th at, on 2021. We were at our local meeting. We had about 300 people there. And our local uh, uh, union boss um, was was telling us, uh, one sec, uh, our, our, sorry, I just got called. Our local union boss was Oh, they can do this. They can, they can vaccinate or terminate. Yep, they can do it because you know there's a there's a constitutional code out there called uh, the Jacobson case, and the Jacobson case says you can be vaccinated or be fired. And we were like, wait a minute, no, we we got this is unconstitutional. Well, if you look at the Jacobson case, the Jacobson case was about a guy who went to uh, court with Massachusetts. He didn't want to take the smallpox vaccine, so he. Um, he fought, they said, well, you have to pay a $5 fine. He fought him. He went to Supreme Court alone without an attorney and lost, but he didn't have to take the vaccine. He had to pay the fine. So it's actually a case that benefits people who don't want the vaccine. So these guys were so off base in what they were talking about. Well, <clears throat> I, I've noticed for years being a union guy, there's a void in the union. The union basically worries about the union institution and the union establishment. The union works for wages, working conditions, benefits, and discipline is the only time they really help the individual member. Um, unions have money and power and they, their, their biggest asset is collective bargaining and meet and confer. Just in our union alone, we give our union with our 3,700 members, we give our union $5 million a year. Um, we pay the IFF $40,000 a month and the CPF, California Professional Firefighters Association, $38,000 a month. That's a lot of money. But the individuals, we're not reaping any of that. It goes to their lobbying events. All that money goes wherever else. We really don't know. You know, it's not very transparent where all the money goes, in my opinion. I may be wrong on that, but we have to look deeper into that. So what this, this void is, is there's a void where the, the individual member is not being represented. Their inalienable rights, their constitutional rights, their civil liberties are not being honored in the union. So that's where F4F comes in because F4F can actually <clears throat> hold unions accountable to act because what they'll do is they'll, they'll if F4F focuses on the individual member, it will thereby... Uh, benefit the collective of the membership by focusing on the individual member individual rights and the other part is is we can we can as stakeholders influence our departments to work better for us because we have a vested interest in our departments um so we want frf to grow chapters all over the nation to then um work together to push the IFF to fight for members' individual rights, which we can do if we get big enough. We've already have, we have 16 chapters, Matt's in charge of the chapters, we have 16 chapters and we're growing. What we do in our Instagram site is we'll put up something, an IFF post, 
and then we'll send it to all our chapters. All our chapters will be posting it. Then we, we tag the IFF union bosses or union management, as I like to call them, because they are management. And we tag them. And then they're seeing it. They're ignoring it for now. But there's going to be a point where they won't be able to ignore it. And this is very important. This is why FRF is needed. Because a third party is really needed to hold the unions accountable to the membership and to advocate the departments for the members' benefits and for the members' rights. Because what unions have become, if we're really honest with ourselves, is unions have become controlled opposition meaning they're the opposition of the departments and the city and stuff, but the city and the department control them because these unions, they're funding these politicians' campaigns, they're giving them money, then the, they think they're going to be in the, they're going to have the politician in their back pocket. Well, it actually works the opposite. The politicians have the unions in their back pocket because they're like, hey, I'll do this for you. I'll scratch your back. I'll take care of you guys. You'll get this. And these unions have actually become compromised because of this. So what they do is these unions then perform political theater for their membership where they're pounding their hand on the desk and they're saying, we're fighting for you. We're fighting for your rights. When really they aren't really fighting for our individual rights. They're fighting for the establishment and the institution of the union. And that's where we really have to step in. Now, the FRF has a, a very, we have a very structured plan and we have a mission statement. That mission statement gives us all our talking points and it's a winning argument. You can, I, I've offered to debate the second in command on the IFF. Uh, I said, I'll go on any news program with you. I'll do a live Instagram. I'll even interview you or whatever you want. They won't come on. They won't debate me because they know we hold the moral high ground on this issue because vaccinate and, or terminate mandates are unethical, immoral, and they're just not practical. They're unreasonable. And they're coming from a place when you really d descent into the ideology it comes from. They're, they're, they're basically a fascist ideology to either vaccinate or terminate. Show me your papers or get lost. That's, that's truly kind of like along the lines of fascism. And that's not a winning uh, arena. So let me read you our mission statement real quick. So Firefighters for Freedom mission statement. As stakeholders for the LAF, or I'm sorry, as stakeholders, this is the original, as stakeholders for the fire service is to maintain human rights, constitutional rights, civil rights, and civil liberties as sovereign, natural, free human beings and American citizens. We believe in the right to work, free will, personal choice, medical freedom, and consent without coercion, retaliation, threats, disciplinary action, or termination. This is not a vaccine versus non-vaccine issue. This is not a left versus right political issue. This is a human rights issue. We hope you stand with us for we believe all members have the freedom of choice and natural rights. So with that mission statement, we basically, that has everything we're about. Like if I go through it, it says we're stakeholders. So we're stakeholders. So we're not unionizing. So we can't be uh, sued by unions for saying we're unionizing because we're not. We're a stakeholders group for all members. We are an all-inclusive stakeholders group. We're, we have, it doesn't matter your race, your religion, doesn't matter your gender. What matters is that you believe in, in inalienable rights and constitutional rights, individual rights, and freedom of choice. And that's basically with the second paragraph of our statement. 
as sovereign, natural, free human beings, we believe in these, these rights. And that sovereign, natural, free human beings portion actually comes from maritime law, which is actually very strong when you, when you learn a little bit about sovereign, sovereign laws, maritime laws, constitutional laws. And what we believe in, we believe in the right to work, free will, personal choice, medical freedom, and consent without coercion, threats, disciplinary action, or termination. That's very reasonable. Anyone who's threatening you, take this or be fired, that's the unreasonable argument. These people pushing these mandates, they're the extremists. We aren't the extremists for wanting to protect our rights. We're actually the moderates who are just saying, hey, we just want to protect our rights. Leave us alone. Now, another important part is it's not a vaccine versus non-vaccine issue. Which means, don't if you have members who've been vaccinated, that's great. We want people who have been vaccinated. We don't tell anyone. It, that's our privacy right. You shouldn't be telling people, I'm vaccinated, I'm not vaccinated. That should be a privacy right. But we want people who've been vaccinated. This is also not a left versus right issue. We want Democrats on our stakeholders group. We want Republicans. We want independents. We don't care. As long as you believe in constitutional rights, civil liberties, and human rights and workers' rights, you're welcome on our on our in our group. And that's why at the end we just say we hope you stand with us and we believe all members have the right to freedom of choice and natural rights. And this is strong, these natural rights, because we are they're God-given, inalienable natural rights. And we need to honor that, we need to protect that. And for us discussing this and speaking out against these tyrannical mandates, there's nothing wrong with it. And we we have the moral high ground and we have the winning argument. And it's all right here. So we hope you guys join us. I hope that uh, made a little sense what I was talking about. I know I talk fast, but when I get fired up, I kind of get fired up. So yeah. thanks. Yeah, well, I see the passion and that's what we need to see, right? I mean, we need to see people who actually are have the heart to, to be in this. And and Mark Samama, you, uh, you, you read that mission statement and um, that can be found on firefighters for freedom.org right people could go there and read that yeah it's it's on it's okay. the first on our website for uh www.firefightersforfreedom.com or.org and it's the number four firefighters for freedom.org or.com and right there says our mission statement and then below it it talks about it goes into deeper stuff so that that mission statement is truly um, the bread and butter of what we're about, and we need to stick to that. And like I said, we are a stakeholders group or stakeholders association, either way. And we want to go nationwide with this. We really do. Yeah. And, and so, and Jeff, if I can piggyback on that a little bit with um, with that, that mission statement for any chapter who's joined us, they use the same mission statement. That that mission statement is for all uh, F4F uh, chapters. And and, and yes, we started FRF, but LA City is a chapter for Firefighters for Freedom. Um, we just happen to be the first chapter. So um, it's kind we're of like all at an equal, yeah, we're all at an equal playing field uh, and we're all using the same mission statement because it's crucial. We don't want to, um, we don't want to lose any of that, um, the, the drive that we have, the, the, the statement that we're making by saying, you know, well, you, you have to be only unvaccinated. Well, what about the people who don't want a booster, right? We want to, we're, we're an inclusive group. We want to include everybody with, you know, fighting for your natural God-given rights and the freedoms that we have. And just like Mark said, I mean, that's why we let Mark speak so much because he's, he's passionate. He's a great speaker. 
um, and he knows his stuff. So, yeah. so I was also impressed with another guy in your crew, uh, John Knox. I saw he went and he spoke, uh, I believe it was in Arizona. He had like five minutes spot on the stage and it was, he was just uh, so articulate and actually calming. And it was like a relief to hear what he had to say. I would love to get him on the podcast and have a chat with him too. But all you guys I noticed are really good at leading the way here. And um, again, it's a relief after all this time. I think a lot of people are feeling tired, beat up, um, almost ready to throw the towel in. And I, I hope that they're realizing that you guys are like spearheading this and we could get our momentum back and we could really push ahead forward. So as far as um, getting more people involved, uh, you said you have 16 chapters already, which is great. Good work on that. Um, if someone wants to start a chapter, who should they contact? And how's the beginning process? Yeah, so if you want to start a chapter, the way that um, – and, and we're strictly doing fire departments. Uh, we've had a lot of other uh, agencies reach out to us, but for us it seems that it works the best with fire departments. Um, but if, if you want to join a chapter, please give me a call. Um, Matt Lee, my number – you all right if I give my number on the – Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Uh, it's 208 208- Seven four one four zero one two. The other thing, if you if you can't remember the number, it's very easy. Go on our Instagram page, um, which is Firefighters for Freedom. Uh, go to our Instagram page, and you can uh, direct message us. And we have four people who constantly monitor our direct messages, and they end up, you know, if you're interested, they'll give you my information, and I'll be able to reach out to you. Um, now, once we start getting that contact like you and I have, Jeff, we started this communication. Um, then we normally do a Zoom call with the individual or a couple other people um, just to share exactly what Mark said, what, what our mission statement is, why we're so passionate about it, um, because it's important. We could get in trouble. There are things that if uh, chapters vary off or vary off and, and start going down their own path, right. um, one, it it could make F4F look bad, but it also could uh, cause lawsuits. So yeah. we want to be really cautious on that. That's why it's important to stay within these guidelines, right? Um, we talk about this organizational guideline sheet that we started. It's a five-page sheet that we end up sending out. We email to the individual, and it just explains how we started. The breakdown to organize, like Mark was saying, you get board members. Then you end up getting battalion stewards, station stewards. Um, we sent a mass text out to people and we, st we started up a Google Doc questionnaire. This questionnaire ended up asking a bunch of questions. Um, if they agree with the mandate, if they don't agree with it, would they be willing to be part of a lawsuit? And at the bottom, put your email. So now we started an email page where we can send out mass emails to individuals. Um, we ended up getting an attorney, a civil rights attorney, one that believes in the Constitution and, the, and our liberties. And um, then we ended up saying, okay, it's going to cost this much. We sent it out to the members. They ended up saying, yes, well, we have over 900 members, 900 plaintiffs who have joined our lawsuit. Um, we've raised over $450,000 strictly for legal fees to fight that. 
as of right now. Um, so that's how you can start. Um, if you are wanting to join, we send you bylaws. There's the bylaws that we've spent numerous hours time in um, making it very easy to read, but it's the importance because not only are we here to protect you, but we're here to protect us and the other chapters. So there's, uh, there's things that need to be read. And um, we also have a 501c3. We use our own 501c3 and we believe each chapter should have their own um, because it makes donations easier, right? If we were to handle all the 501c3, if we were to handle all the money, now the money's coming to us and we have to ship it out. So if each individual chapter opens up their own 501c3, which is a nonprofit organization, um, they are able to, to have their own money. They are in control of it. Um, now, Michelle, uh, who works for Firefighters for Freedom, she is the only one who has been getting paid um, from the board members our board members are not getting paid. Our board members are all firefighters with LA City. We have done this all voluntarily. We've used thousands of hours in our days to fight this because we believe in we believe in the freedom of choice, right? right. But Michelle was hired. Um, she is our, our bookkeeper. She is the one that makes sure that we're not going to get in trouble with the IRS. Mm -hmm. So um, she ends up sending all this information out to the chapters and then the chapters will return the bylaws to her. Um, also with the 501c3, she's very good with it and she helps. It, it's an um, uh, a organized template how to fill out your 501c3. I mean, it, she's broken down so easy that people just have to cut and paste pretty much. Okay. Um, with that, there is a, um, to become a chapter, it's a $500 annual fee. Now that annual fee, um, let alone that setting up a 501c3 and getting all the documents set up, that's going to cost you around $2,500 to $3,000 from that. Right. Um, so the $500 really isn't, it's nothing. It just, that's part of, that's part of that. We have an apparel guy who the apparel um, guy, Brian Bailey, he's the one who does all the shirts for us. You get in contact with Brian Bailey and he makes sure that, hey, what kind of design do you want? But we're all trying to have that F4F logo on the back um, and you, you can critique it to however you want um, uh, fitting to your, to your area. So um, with that, you send in your bylaws, the uh, $500, and you are now part of uh, a chapter um, and, and like Mark Samama said, the importance of being a chapter is to hold local unions accountable, but also hold um, state and um, international, right, IFF uh, accountable, right? right, because they have not been there. They haven't been vocal with what's going on. So the cool part so far with the chapters, um, we've been posting a couple things on Instagram and we've been tagging um, the IFF or tagging um, California professional firefighters, right? In, in California specifically with other chapters. So each chapter we send um, a written page or uh, some uh, Instagram post and they're all sending it from different angles now where instead of that one department, that one member who is calling and emailing um, and nothing happens, well now we're starting to 
they're starting to get it at different angles. And that's what we want, right? We want them to see, oh man, these, these guys are not happy um, and we need to make a change. That's what we're hoping for. And is there a minimum number for, um, for members to start their own chapter? Um, the, the biggest thing, there is no minimal number. Um, the biggest thing is trying to get enough members for legal fees. And that's where, um, you know, if at the time, if you don't have to fight it, there's other departments that they're very lucky right now and they're not fighting the mandate, but they started a chapter because they feel it's important to get the word out. So that's, that's okay. Uh, the hardest part is trying to get um, enough members, like I said, for legal fees. So sometimes, for instance, um, we have a Verdugo chapter uh, in Southern California, right? And there's, uh, I believe, 11 departments within Verdugo County. So because they're all smaller departments, they've joined together. And now, obviously, you can see that it helps out with legal fees, funding, um, and it, it just makes it a little bit easier. For instance, um, our um, New Jersey Firefighters for Freedom, that would be helpful, right? And maybe, you know, you talk to Jesse and, and maybe join with them, um, or if they're too far away, you know, you can, you can try to work with other, um, other departments that are local, maybe county level. Yeah. So in, in that kind of example, let's just say there's, um, a chapter already started and, and there's a nearby department um, and they're just getting slow. It's a little slow getting members joining. Can they uh, first join the other chapter that's already established in that local area and then later on separate themselves into their own separate chapter? Or once that's done, it's better just to leave it. Uh, I, I think you could, I think you could break away. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't see why not. Uh, and, and being able to do that later on, if something is a little closer to your department and the momentum's picking up. Right. Um, but in the meantime, to gather momentum, to, uh, to gather members, I think it would be great to join uh, an existing chapter. Yeah. Or somebody who, you know, has maybe a little more fire under them. Yeah, so that's something for people to think about. If there's only like two or three guys and they're into it and the rest of the guys, they're like, well, we don't know yet. And they're kind of dragging your feet. All right, let's just hitch our car onto this to these guys over here. They're willing on having us and then let everybody just see what comes of it. Sometimes people just got to break that ice and get it going to see what it's worth. Well, absolutely. And, and people need to see action, right? Yeah. We live in a world where we want we want action right away. Yeah. Right. We want results. Um, and they're afraid to step out. They're afraid to to be the individuals and start something, which it's scary, man. And it's taken a lot of time to do that. So I understand it. Yeah. Um, but we need individuals like that. It's important that people if you feel passionate of what's going on, we need you to step up and say, no, I'm not I'm not complying anymore. I'm not doing this. We need to stand united. Right. Um, and and, uh, you know, but. If, if you need a little bit more movement, a little bit more um, reassurance, then yeah, that's how, you, that's how you end up doing it, right? By, by joining a chapter that's already established. Yeah. Now, um, if somebody has something going on, uh, they're, they're part of the, they're, they have a chapter and they're, and they're involved, 
and they have something going on, um, is it uh, go to the union first, you know, a grievance or something? Is it go to the union first, see what they say, and then fall back onto F4F or just don't even worry about the union? You're, you're part of F4F. Let's just get going. Yeah, it's it's going to the union first because these are labor issues, right? right? And the the union should be helping with the labor issues. So we want to hold the unions accountable by having them do their job, right? They're there. We, you know, we pay them to fight for us. We want them to do that. And, mm-hmm. and really, we want to work side by side with them. We want to be parallel with them. Hey, yeah. you know, we'll work on the constitutional issues and you work on our labor issues. Now, if the labor issues don't work, if they're not taking care of us, then what we've done with F4F, we've actually hired two labor attorneys. Um, with the donations that we've received, aside from um, the, the plaintiff's money, who went strictly to the lawyer fees, we've been also, we've raised over $150,000 in additional costs uh, just from donates or mm. donations. We've also held a um, hold the line campaign. There was members who are off uh, leave without pay, right? We've raised over $56,000 for that. And what we did was we ended up splitting that money up with the individuals who were off for however many shifts. So if they were off for, I don't know, nine shifts, we figured out a certain amount of money. Um, Some people got, you know, $400. And some people ended up getting checks of $2,000. And um, it just depended on how long they were off leave without pay for. Uh, now we're trying to continue that, trying to get more donations to help these members. Um, but we thought that it was pretty important because the members who are off leave without pay, they're being forgotten. Yeah. You know, members are, are working at the station still. Um, they're busy. There's staffing shortages. They're getting recalled all the time. So I know that they're, they're doing their thing, but the members who are off leave without pay are getting forgotten, and we don't want to forget about them. We want to try to help them out the best that we can. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. And there was a time where, if there was layoffs and stuff like that, the unions did do that for people. So you guys are picking up the ball right there. Um, we have a little over three minutes left, and then we're gonna have to go. So uh, either one of you guys, I. Uh- Go ahead, Mark. I, I'm sorry. I uh, I just I texted I texted John Knox and I was trying to get him to come on real quick for you, uh, but I don't know if he was on a phone call. So. But uh, you know, and like I said, we can do this again. We'll get John if you want John on your your podcast. We can do that. Yeah, we I can, want all you we guys. Have, <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of guys, but it it sounded like he really resonated with you at that Phoenix speech, which is lovely. We we really we like that. We want that. We want people to resonate and feel feel the passion we feel about this. And I know they do. It's just people are so beat up right now. And they're so – they're gun shy, you know. And it's like, hey, we got to get our, our voice back. We got to get our energy back. And we got to get our, our passion back and fight this. Because th- this is th- – we, we, we need fervor and we need energy. And we hold the moral high ground. I mean, I know it in my heart. And that that's that's – Nothing beats that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. With, with that, I mean, we're, we are fighting for freedom, right? The freedom to choose. I mean, if you don't agree with that, then that there's a big issue. Whether you've taken the choice, to, you have a choice to get the vaccine. You've had a choice to, to get the booster. 
I'm all for it. I'm supporting your freedoms to do that. Um, just like the member who doesn't want to do it. Um, but getting back to John Knox and what Mark was saying, John Knox is an incredible speaker. Yeah. Um, he's been, he's been our, our main speaker throughout all of this. He's been doing the, you know, the, um, mainstream media, um, our social or mainstream media, um, interviews he's gone. And there was a reawaken America tour in San Diego, um, uh, two weekends ago or last weekend, uh, he was down there talking, um, and, and he would love to do a podcast, um, and go over uh, maybe more in-depth questions if that's the case. Yeah, I'm sure he would. He'd be willing to do that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I would really look forward to, um, you know, sitting and talking with everybody that's on the board. And as chapters open up, um, c converse with them too. As a firefighter, you know, I'm totally invested into this. I'm watching what you guys are doing. I know guys I work with are concerned and they're watching. And um, I, I really want to thank you guys for, for doing this because um, somebody had to step up, man. So you guys are doing great work. Um, and that's, that's all I got to say. I, I just look forward to, you know, talking with you more in the future. We got less than a minute. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, we, uh, we really appreciate everything, um, again, for you wanting to do this, uh, for reaching out. It takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. And, uh, and we see it and hey, we're here, we're here fighting together, man. That's what, that's the beauty of it. You know, when you talk about the fire family, I tell you what, there's no better fire family right now than, than this organization, I feel like, because I agree. we've reached out to so many people and, uh, and it just gives them some hope. Right. It gives them a little light, right? When, when things are so dark right now. So, and that's what we're here for. So again, thank you. Thank you right. for your time. Matt, Mark, thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good.